Friendship power flop. Friendship power flop. Let's go shonen flop. Let's go shonen flop. Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it so big. However, this week we're doing things a little bit differently. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about why you should read Chainsaw Man. And we're joined by our guest today, James. Hi, I'm James, local library man and resident weeb. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, James. I think we got a couple resident weebs here, but I appreciate an additional one. Yes, it's always great. In like this Discord for New York City meetup, I'm like the one person that they gave the weeb title to. (laughs) But I do it for the culture. So for everyone in New York City meetups listening right now, I know and I'm proud of it. (laughs) I also want to give a warning to people listening. We are going to be talking about the first five volumes of Chainsaw Man, in particular up to chapter 39. So anything that occurs between those chapters is considered fair game for discussion. Anything that we might mention after that, that we'll try and give you a spoiler warning. Yeah, it's sometimes kind of hard to remember the things we talk about if they occurred like before or after the cutoff. So like we will try and keep spoilers to a minimum, but it might happen a little bit. Now, not as much from James, however, because uh, James is not quite as far as us he will be able to uh, keep us from spoiling too much, I hope. Yeah. James is the spoiler conscious of this episode, where if you're like, guys, I don't know what you're talking about, that's a sign that we are talking about something that definitely didn't happen in the first 39 chapters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because uh, with the quarantine and everything, you thought you'd think that I'd be reading more manga, but I've actually been reading less since I read more at work. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm actually reading for the first time like a brand new series that's unrelated to Shonen Flop, Hell's Paradise, which was actually made by an assistant of the creator of Chainsaw Man. And it's pretty good. It's kind of like Annihilation as a Shonen battle manga, like that movie that was like really like weird body horror. It's not as good as Chainsaw Man, spoilers, of course, but definitely worth checking out as well if you like these kind of brutal series. I really enjoyed that series as well. I will check it out because I like that kind of thing. <laughs> and then speaking about the actual series itself, why don't we get into the manga details? Chainsaw Man was created by Fujimoto Tatsuki, who is also known for creating the manga series Fire Punch, which, James, what did you think of Fire Punch? I thought that Fire Punch was a really interesting concept in the beginning, but as the further on it went, it started getting crazier and crazier. I, I personally dropped it because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with everything going on in it. This series, and we'll get into it, has probably the longest leash of any series that's been in Shonen Jump in probably the last 20 years, but Fire Punch, he just didn't have a leash, and it just became too much. Like, they talk about, like, Brother Sitter Incest, having sex with dogs eating human flesh and you're just like this is just really like obscene and i guess it kind of just got his most like unprintable ideas out of the way so he could make chainsaw man into something at least readable for his audience i think the amount of humor in chainsaw man really saves it like that humor isn't quite as prevalent in fire punch and i think it really just makes the uh, edgy gore of chainsaw man a lot easier to digest the humor is pretty much non-existent and reading it from like the first chapter you're either gonna be like fuck yeah i'm into this or you're just gonna be like get me the fuck out of here you know yeah but let's keep moving chainsaw man started running december 3rd 2018 so actually it's almost it's going to pretty much be the two-year anniversary of the series when you're starting to listen to this episode so happy birthday chainsaw man yay and at the time of this recording it has 93 chapters and nine volumes one of which is available in english if you want to support the official release and the second one will be coming out in december so probably around 
the time as well when the subs comes out of the second volume will be out in English officially as well. You can also just pay a dollar to the Shonen Jump app and you'll have access to it. This is a series that we can definitely say this is worth paying for to read. I always uh, push the Shonen Jump app. It's a super great bargain, like $2 a month for, for literally unlimited manga. <laughs> it's so useful. I love it. Except it's missing JoJo parts, which Jordan got super pissed at and started ranting on Twitter about using the official Shonen Flop account. <laughs> I am pissed about it. Why do we have so much of other stuff and yet everything past part six is not on the Shonen Jump app? Why? That makes no sense. They don't have Steel Ball run on Shonen App? No! Oh, well, actually, it didn't run in Shonen Jump, so maybe that's why. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> All right, and then, uh, Jordan, speaking of manga, are you ready to talk about what the actual plot of Chainsaw Man is? Absolutely. After his father commits suicide due to being unable to pay back the Yakuza for his dead mother's medical bills, teenager Denji is stuck with his debt. He winds up having to hunt devils, magical beings which are embodiments of fear, by teaming up with Pochita, a little chainsaw devil which looks and acts like his puppy. After a devil attack that kills Denji, Pochita fuses with him, becoming his heart and enabling Denji to transform into Chainsaw Man, a powerful human-devil hybrid that pretty much looks like a guy with a chainsaw for a he is quickly scooped up by Makima, the head of the Public Safety Devil Hunters, a government-run anti-devil police force consisting mostly of humans who have gained power through contracts with devils. Denji immediately falls in love with the openly controlling Makima, who reminds him that she can legally exterminate him if he betrays her. She places him on Special Division 4, a team consisting of Hayakawa Aki, a bitter but talented devil hunter, and Power, a blood devil who hates Denji until he saves her cat Nyako, aka Meowie from the Bat Dub. Denji, Power, and Aki are then tasked by Makima with finding and killing the Gundam, a monstrous entity that appeared for only a few seconds over a decade ago and killed millions of people, including Aki's own family. They can find the Gundevil by finding bullet-like flesh, which has been consumed by other demons to power them up. This flesh slowly moves in the direction of the Gundevil. During a mission, Denji and his team, along with the fellow devil hunters Himeno, Aki's former trainer who has a contract with the Ghost Devil, Kobaini, a terrified girl with a family that hates her, who nonetheless is very skilled, and Arai, a good company man who nonetheless is not very skilled. <laughs> Together, they get trapped on the eighth floor of a hotel by the Eternity Dub, a near-immortal being who Denji fights for three days straight until it commits suicide. <laughs> In the aftermath of the mission, the Gun Devil's henchmen quickly launch a counterattack, shooting most of the people in the public safety division, including Makima and Himeno. Denji's team is then attacked by the Katana Man, who looks like Chainsaw Man, but with, you know, katanas. And Akane Sawatari, a girl who controls the Snake Devil. Himeno dies when she gives her entire body to the Ghost Devil, but it just gets eaten by the Snake. Makima and Kobeni, who both survived the initial attack, arrive and save Denji, Power, and Aki. Denji and Power are then brutally trained by Kishibe, considered the strongest of all Devil Hunters, before their team is sent to finally defeat the Katana Man. After cutting through an army of zombies set up to stop them, Denji and Ko finally defeat and capture Katana Man with Sawatari being killed by her own devil in the process. Aki and Denji then decide to play a game based on who can kick Katana Man in the balls the hardest in honor of Himeno. <laughs> it's a very sweet ending. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great place to stop. <laughs> you can say the series is pretty balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. You got your balls to the wall, man. The ending of this arc where he's just like, yeah, let's see who can kick him the hardest and we'll judge based on the loudness of his screams. And then at first, Aki He's like, I'll take no part in this childish game. And then he's like, <laughs> you know what? 
let's do this. And just start fucking <laughs> stomping him in the nuts like, oh. It's like this glamorized picture of them both being able, like about to kick him in the nuts, which was really funny. It's kind of a great moment because it really symbolizes them kind of finally building their friendship. Kicking this guy in the balls. When this gets anime, that'll probably be one of my favorite scenes to watch being it. <laughs> just him getting stomped in the nuts. Oh, that would be so good. I cannot wait for this to be anime adaption, which is why we're doing this episode now, because, like, I, I was kind of like, we should save for a special occasion, but it's like, I really wanted to get this episode out before it gets an anime announcement, because that's when it's really going to blow up in popularity, and then it's like, what's the point? <laughs> no one's going to do a, why should you read Jujutsu Kaisen episode now, when everyone's watching it. Yeah, that's true. It's not novel to say that it's good, because, like, yeah, of course, it's, like, the most popular thing on Crunchyroll. Congratulations. Yeah. You guys should check out this thing called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I I don't know if you guys heard of it. <laughs> this anime called One Piece, it's like a little underground, dude. Ooh. Well, we're going to have a conversation about One Piece at the end of this episode that we're, we're, we'll be discussing if this or One Piece is the best manga running in Shonen Jump right now. And then, uh, Jordan, thank you for reading the description. Now let's just kind of go into a little bit more about the characters. So the first main character is Denshi, and he is <laughs> he is really just kind of a shitty person as the main character. He has lived a terrible life. Like, the idea of eating bread with jam on it is considered, like, the height of luxury you know he literally ate out of the garbage he would sleep on the floor he gave up some of his body parts like he lost an eye some of his less important organs including some of his testicles so yeah he sold one of his testicles to help pay off the debt his dad incurred from the yakuza yeah and so denji really he is just driven by kind of these primordial urges where he wants to eat good food he wants to have fun he wants to <laughs> he's very driven by sexual contact with women where one character is like you can feel me up if you do a good job on the mission or an art character says she'll French kiss him if he defeats this devil and that's what drives him to be successful but yeah I mean he's still he's still mostly a good boy he cares about his friends obviously he's trying to do the right thing even if it's kind of for the wrong reasons but it definitely makes him a very atypical shonen jump protagonist that he's very open about his shitty habits and they're not just played for jokes his shitty habits or whatever, they're very, like, innocently shitty. Like, he wants to feel boobs because he is, like, a 16-year-old boy. And he's not, like, creepy about it, I don't think. Like, he'll just say, yeah, I want to do this. But, like, he's not, like, groping people. Like, this isn't bone collection. Yeah, he doesn't sexually assault people. You know, I remember being, like, 13 and being like, man, that would be so cool to feel like boobs. Oh, man. <laughs> And one of the things that I like about it is uh, he finally gets to feel some boobs and like he's just disappointed. Like he felt like it would be this life changing thing and then he did it and he was like, oh, huh. <laughs> I should also mention like his personality is dog. He is a dog. Everybody says, Denji, you're a dog. And he acts like a dog too. Even just through the description of what he was doing, if you like paid attention to like, oh, he was like eating out of the dumpster and stuff, you know, that's very stray dog actions. And then he fuses with a little dog dog named Pochita. And the way that he interacts with people is just very much like to just have um, some kind of stability or just from the fact that he has like a house and food, he's just kind of like, this is more than I could ever hope for. So I don't really care at this point. Yeah, I also with the dog think he is often portrayed with his tongue sticking out of his mouth. Like if you look at the popularity poll picture, he literally is being dragged along with his tongue sticking out yeah. like a dog. <laughs> you know, obviously because he's had such a shitty life leading up to him becoming a chainsaw man any sort of kindness that anyone gives towards him he just instantly just like follow them around and, and he'll just sort of love them that's why as soon as he met makima who we're going to talk about shortly he just instantly falls in love with her because she showed him any sort of semblance of kindness kind of shitty kindness but at the same time it was better than he's been treated his entire life so 
she just allows him to feel like a human. Like, she gives him a house to live in, some meals and stuff, and yeah, he's just like, I'll do whatever because this is, like, all I want in life. Yeah, literally when they met, he was like, alright, let's go get some food, let's go get Udon, and then a devil showed up, and she's like, alright, go kill that devil, and you better do it before the Udon gets soggy. <laughs> And I think that's a really good way to transition into actually talking about Makima. James, do you want to continue that thought and just kind of go into more detail about her? Makima is a very interesting character. Uh, she's shrouded in mystery for this entire beginning part. She's definitely one of the higher ups, but she's not like the highest up. So she has a lot of authority and she made this special task group with Power, Denji, um, and Aki and the rest of the gang, you know, the Scooby-Doo gang here. <laughs> Denji is a Scooby-Doo in that gang, of course. Yes. And multiple characters seem to, to be in love with Makima, including Aki and Denji. And it's like, he's kind of a shitty person, but I guess you guys just think she's hot and she's powerful i, I don't really know <laughs> she teaches denji a lot of things how a first kiss can actually be nice because you know his first kiss was ruined but we'll get into that in a little bit and like you guys said she treats him um like a human so that that's like a first for him who's been like working for the yakuza who are just like here eat this cigarette for 100 yen and he's just like okay the further the series goes hopefully they unveil more of her character because right now she's just like hi i'm hot and i'm also powerful and i'm also a little bit shitty but not really there's clearly something supernatural about makuma she gets shot in the head without like any issues and she just doesn't even tell people that she just someone just tried to kill her by shooting her in the head well and then what she does is she gets like a bunch of death row inmates and then uses her mysterious power which is not defined at all at this point she basically sacrifices each one of those death row inmates to kill an enemy that is currently fighting denji yeah it's this badass where she's like i need 20 death row inmates and i need a temple and she has them like whisper the name of the person that's like attacking denji and then they just explode after they say that person's name and then they die they get crushed I think, in my opinion, it looks like a, like a combination of the head explosion from... Uh, the boys? The boys, yeah. It's like a combination of that and uh, the hand smushing from God of High School. <laughs> Speaking of interesting powers, why don't we get into power, a.k.a. the first president, a.k.a. Nobel Prize winning super smart character, the Blood Fiend. A.K.A. the best character. Yes. So, if Denji is a dog, Power is a cat. Power and Denji are great together. She is this very selfish, very dumb fiend in the shape of a girl. She has, like, these two horns on the top of her head, which kind of look like cat ears. And her whole thing is that she'll just kind of show up and be like, I am Power. I am the greatest and most beautiful person here. And I am super strong. And I will be a Nobel Prize laureate. I have an incredible invention in mind. It's just, her dialogue is hilarious. Yeah, there's this scene where Denji has the option to, like, sacrifice his life to free everyone from a demon, or from the devil that we were talking about that trapped them in the hotel. And Power's like, Denji, I have an idea that could change the world. You have to sacrifice yourself so I can win my Nobel Prize. And of course, our idea is, like, really fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should define exactly what a fiend is, since we haven't done that. Yes, that's a good point. So the difference between a fiend and a regular devil is uh, a fiend is a devil that has possessed a dead human body. So power is a fiend because she's, she took over a dead human's body and that's why she is what she is. The blood devil. So her powers derive from using her blood. She can also control others' blood, but it's very hard for her from what she said, right? 
I got the uh, impression from her saying that that it was more uh, for selfish reasons. Like, oh, I don't want to use my power to help other people using their blood and stuff. I want to focus on mine because it's easier and more fun. I will say that power unquestionably probably has the most character development in the series. I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah. James Nerfings you haven't seen, but there's definitely some really, really interesting moments with power going on lately. Even from these chapters that we're covering, um, she has, like, good character development. Denji saving her pet cat. <laughs> she starts to, you know, respect him a little bit more, and they start to get along a little bit better. It's your typical Shonen Jump rival main characters, you know, Naruto, Sasuke, that sort of thing. Except more intense, much more intense. To give you an example of the kind of mentality and uh, simplicity of the way that Power thinks, the only animal that she had previously felt, like, any kind of connection to is this cat that she found and saved. And the cat's name is Nyako, which is translated as Meowy, because Nyan is just the the way that you basically write Meow in Japanese, essentially. So she literally chose the most basic, least creative possible thing you could name a cat. Well, I don't know about that. My friend's cat's name is Cat. Yeah. My cat's name is Uwu. <laughs> <laughs> That's kawaii, though, my guy. <laughs> We've talked about the cat. I forget. Did you give Aki an animal representation? So the thing with Aki is while Denji and Power are a cat and a dog, I was asking that just for the transition, so if you have, like, something you want to get into. No. I just was going to say, oh, well, we talked about the cat, the dog, and then let's talk about the blank. Well, let's talk about their owner. Well, we already talked about Makuma. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. We'll talk about their assistant manager owner when Makuma isn't around, which is Aki. So, Jordan, (laughs) do you want to get into your thoughts on the last main character of the series? Aki's pretty cool. So, if Denji and Power are a dog and a cat, then Aki is their owner. Makuma forces them to live at his house. He's basically their foster parent. Mm -hmm. So he now just has to live with these two crazy devil fiend creatures. And he's just trying to be a normal guy and they're fucking insane. So it's always really funny to see them interact. Aki is somebody who's very like laconic. He doesn't talk that much. He smokes a lot of cigarettes because of Himeno. That's another character. He also, when we first meet him, he has a contract with the fox devil where he basically Basically, it's hard to explain, but like he makes a shadow puppet thing with his hands and then a fox devil appears and just eats something in the shape of his hand. It's actually really cool. And then he also has this sword, uh, which has a contract with uh, the curse devil. Every time he uses it, it like cuts his lifespan in half. But it does this really cool thing where his sword is actually just like a nail. And then you see this devil's hand just kind of appear from outside the frame and like flick it in into something else. It's really cool, actually. I love it. He stabs someone, I think, three times. They just die on the spot. Yeah. Speaking on his fox devil that he's contracted with is contracted with multiple other devil hunters, but it gives different body uses to different people, and it only lets people use the head if it thinks they're hot. (laughs) So that's why uh, Aki has use of the the fox devil's mouth. (laughs) Yeah, because he's hot. Yeah, and by the end of the uh, Sword Man arc, he can't use the Fox Devil anymore. So he tried to eat Katana Man's human form, and the Katana Man transformed and broke out of the Fox Devil, and the Fox Devil's like, what the fuck is this? This tastes disgusting. Yeah, and then Aki has to contract with the future Devil, who basically says, you know what, man? I'm not going to really charge you anything, because you're going to die in a really painful way, and I would just like to see it. Yeah, and the future devil is <laughs> this fucking, like, meme-tastic devil where it's literally, like, imagine a dude stuck in a tree and he's just T-posing. 
And then all he does is he talks about the future is the best thing ever, and he just, like, trolls Aki the entire time. Future is best. Future is best. <laughs> That's all he says. <laughs> Everyone in the series is fucking weird as shit. Why don't we just do a quick, like, ten seconds on the other minor characters? So, the first real main minor character that's still of note is, of course, Puchita, which is the Chainsaw Devil, Denji's best friend. They fuse, as Jordan talked about. And really, I just want to bring up because he is, like, literally the cutest fucking thing on the planet. He is way cuter than you would think a uh, living chainsaw would be. Chainsaw dog hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up is Jordan. Do you have any more thoughts you want to say about Kobe? I love Kobani. I love Kobani. Oh, I love Kobani. So Kobani, her character basically exists to be traumatized in hilarious ways. She has a very depressing backstory where she's like the last of nine daughters and her family only gives a shit about their son. So they basically force her to go work and send them money. And she is just filled with like terror and fear the whole way. But she's also really, really good at her job and is really good at stealth and stuff. So horrible things will just happen in front of her and she will just like react in like horrified but still really funny ways, honestly. This isn't really spoilers, but right after this arc is done, a bunch of people were quitting and they asked her, well, well why did you stay? And she's like, well, because we're almost about to get our bonus. <laughs> so that shows where her priorities are. Yeah, for people who've watched One Piece, I think Kobani is like the Usopp of Chainsaw Man, where she kind of represents like how a, for the most part, a normal person wouldn't have said what she said, but as close as you can get for this series, how a normal person would act in these situations. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. I think truly the most normal person was the dude Madoka. Almost everyone dies after that assassination attempt, but he survives and he just quits. He says, fuck it, I'm out. I just remember the fandom was like, that was the smartest character in Chainsaw Man because he, he lived because he just quit being a <laughs> devil hunter. Yeah, which you should do. You should quit. It's horrible. It's the worst possible job on the planet. Yeah. He's smart, but going back to Aki just for a moment, he, by the end of this arc, he only has like a year and some months left on his lifespan because he used the curse sword and then all this other stuff that he's done. Yeah, there's an angel devil that we hadn't mentioned. And the thing about the angel devil is if you touch the angel devil's skin, you just start losing months off your lifespan. <laughs> Speaking of the angel devil, I don't think they really show up very much, but I just want to talk about how Beam, who is a shark devil fiend and i just want to say he is the best boy of all time and i love him and definitely he shines in the arc immediately after this yeah beam rules beam led to probably one of the best scenes of all time in chainsaw man but we're not going to spoil it now but definitely the climax of the arc following this arc has a very awesome beam moment absolutely beam is like when you get like a new puppy dog yeah and he follows around your other dog yeah <laughs> beam is like a denji simp Exactly. Denji's the simp of simps, and then Beam simps for Denji. It's it's hilarious. All right, let's get into the last two characters. As Jordan talked about in the description, there is Himeno, who is a sassy lady with an eye patch. I love how she bullies Denji for being a simp. She definitely has the largest, like, BDE after probably Makama of the cast, like, big dick energy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she's the Kate Blanchett of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's kind of just, like, the cool, hot, older lady, sort of. She's got a cool eye patch. She gives Denji his first kiss. Like, they get really drunk and she gives Denji his first kiss, but she's so drunk she just vomits in his mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. And she tries to sleep with Denji and Denji's like, no. I was like, man, and Shonen Jump, they're really getting into like consensual sex when you're drunk. And I was like, what the fuck? This is for like 14 year olds. Yeah. Hey, good for them. I know, right? It's a shame what happens to her by the end of the arc. It shows that literally anybody can die in this series. Yeah. 
Yeah. Himeno was the first character where I was, like, genuinely surprised she was killed. It's like in Naruto if Kakashi died in, like, chapter 20, and you're like, what? Exactly. And then the last character, who doesn't have a lot of screenshot, but obviously becomes substantially more important later on, is Kishibe. Kishibe is, like, this cool older mentor figure. He's seen as, like, the strongest devil hunter in, like, the entire force. And he has this cool scar next to his mouth that looks like he's got, like, a zipper attached to his mouth. If I had to compare him to something, he's like the DBZ abridged Piccolo. (laughs) Dodge! Yes! And he knows that Denji and uh, Power don't die easily. So during their training, he's just slaying them over and over and over again. And like at one point, they were like, all right, it's time to be big brain. We're going to make a plan. And he was like, yeah, that was a good job. And he's like, I'm going to let you guys off for the day. And he's like, psych, here's a knife in your forehead. Don't trust the hunter. It's a great moment where Denji's just like, hey, you know something? I've been kind of wondering, maybe I could like start doing smart like uh, sneak attacks like characters in Shonen Man. Do. There's a really great callback with the Katana Man fight where what happens is so he references like thinking smart and he also references that conversation. Prey shouldn't trust the hunter when they say something. And so what happened was the end of the Katana Man fight, Denji's like, I'm going to use the chainsaw on my head. And so Katana Man in their fight tries to destroy it. But since Katana Man was focusing on that, Denji reveals that he can turn his feet into chainsaws, which he had never done before. And that's how he defeats Katana Man. Yeah. Why don't we actually take that note as a good transition to what it does well? In terms of the fact that there's a lot of really strong callbacks is the first note I want to highlight where this series absolutely adores making you have to pay attention, which of course is a double-edged sword. I'll go into more detail later. But if you notice, there's a lot of references. There's a lot of callbacks and it always is building on itself. It's very much more, I would say, like Hollywood-esque in how it portrays things in that it's not like One Piece where a character will show up and then show up 50 chapters later. It's more the themes carry over. There's a lot of paneling references, like in particular in the last five or six chapters, there's literally been where they redid scenes that happened in the first 15 chapters that I didn't even notice until I was rereading it. Yeah, same. And so it's just really something that's very unique to Shonen Manga, where clearly the writer has thought all of this out, or at least has paid very close attention to his own work, where it's not so much just new thing, new thing, new thing. It is new thing, but you need to keep it through the lens of what's already happened. It's just so unique that you can really kind of study this series through a literary lens that I honestly don't think there's a Shonen series where I could say I could write like a 10-page thesis paper on. Subtlety seems kind of funny, but it's true. Because the thing is, like, you said you have to remember things. You actually don't. Because, like, I forgot so much through reading it that I only realized through, like, a a reread. You don't have to remember it to understand the plot, but remembering it is a lot more rewarding. Yeah. Going back and seeing what happened before informs what's happening in the future and adds context to it. It is, like, a much more mature and fascinating way to compose a series, I think. Yeah. And then how about you, James? What were some elements of Chainsaw Man that you've really enjoyed? I think the characters are really enjoyable in this series. The dynamic between uh, Power and Denji, who just like the villains that we meet throughout. The Katana Devil is literally fallback, like you were saying, to the very beginning of the series. Yeah. Because the, the Katana Devil is the, the grandson or the son of the Yakuza that Denji was working for at the beginning. And the reason he's hunting Denji personally is because he feels like he's at fault for his grandpa dying, which we obviously know isn't the case because you know we witness it unfold and it's the grandpa's own fault but the katana man just wants to blame denji because it's easier to get revenge on him 
Yeah, I think the designs of like the, the devils and the hybrids are very interesting, even though they're all sort of samey in the sense that it's like, oh, they have the head of whatever they are. I think the designs are incredible for the most part. I mean, there's like one or two where it's like, okay, that one wasn't like super creative, but a lot of them are just the ideas behind their designs are just fascinating. The snake devil, it's like a series of human arms interlocking with each other to form the outline of a snake body. It's like really creepy. Minor spoilers, just I'm just going to say the name of a devil that hasn't shown up yet, but like no context to it. The darkness devil had such an insanely beautiful design. Darkness Devil is incredible. Yeah, I have no clue what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so the Darkness Devil has two parts. The first part is it's represented by astronauts that are cut in half, arranged in like a particular formation, and then the rest is like this bird-like skeleton. Mm. And it's just really, really badass. Yeah. And then just going back though to it, I would also say I really appreciate just how, as we talked about, there's no plot armor in this series. Yeah, Denji's immortal, but besides that, like there are very, very popular characters in the series that die unceremoniously, which is crazy. And we can't really reveal anything beyond that, unfortunately. I think that this series is interesting because it doesn't feel like it belongs in Shonen Jump. No, it doesn't. Which could be a good or a bad thing, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what you read Shonen Jump for. The action, which I think is a good and a bad thing, is just nonstop. Here's the thing that's interesting that I noticed on my reread that really surprised me. A lot of the manga actually isn't action. The majority of the manga is kind of just people talking. Like, usually Denji isn't in chainsaw mode. There isn't, like, a demon there. It's him talking to, like, the other people people who are all in suits and stuff it's compelling all the time but like there is like a surprising amount of downtime i think that everything that happens definitely pushes the plot forward though which is good there is a lot of just like talking but like by the end of like almost every chapter there's always something happening i feel like yes even if it's not necessarily involved with like the main character there's not too many like exposition chapters where they're just like all right here's this thing that's gonna happen before you know this thing happens there's not too many of that This series does not have Dragon Ball Z syndrome at all, where you watch five episodes and it's just them charging and nothing happens. I don't know how they would handle filler in this series. Oh god, well, seems like Corona has forced them to wait to adapt this. I also want to just really, really talk about the humor again, because like, as I've talked about in previous episodes, this is probably one of the funniest series in Shonen Jump I've ever read. This is, I think, classified as a dark comedy on Wikipedia, which I completely agree with. It's just the juxtaposition. There's just so much where there's insane violence and then humor, just the fact that Denji doesn't take things seriously, like the ball kicking scene is a really great example. It's just so unique in this bleak gallows humor, but it just fits so well with a series that has a sense of identity to it, of kind of just terrible things always happening and that the life is just not going to be fair to anyone in the series. Yeah, like if you lay out all the things that happen in the series, like from our plot description and stuff, it sounds unbelievably depressing. Like it just sounds like this is one of the darkest, heaviest, most brutal things I've ever seen. And it is, there is elements of that, but most of the time you're reading the manga, there's something really funny happening that just diffuses it and allows you to like keep going basically yeah like Kobani is the comedy relief of this series one of the comedy reliefs you could argue denji oh and power yeah who are like the two characters you're following most of the time yeah i love power power's so good it's no surprise she came in first in the popularity poll absolutely not i would have voted for her too for context denji came in fifth <laughs> which makes sense like you guys mentioned earlier he can be a little bit of a like a sleaze bag every now and then but he's not like he's a teenager so it makes sense 
Yeah, what 16-year-old didn't want to feel boobs, you know? Yeah. And then just to go back to what you were saying, I think, James, just this really doesn't feel like a Shonen Jump series. This is just so experimental. As I said before, such a long leash, and it's just such a breath of fresh air, and I really hope it's a sign of things to come, that Shonen Jump is really letting people experiment instead of these really by-the-book Shonen series like Black Clover or My Hero Academia, where, yeah, they're well done, they definitely put some ideas, but there's really never been anything truly like this before in Shonen Jump. I don't know if I've ever read anything, period, that's quite like Shinsong. Mm-hmm. They took Fire Punch and uh, and they just added a bunch of humor and toned down the darkness a little bit and then uh, added comedy. Yeah, you can get away with that when you add humor, you know? Like, that's the whole idea behind comic relief. When you make funny things happen, it, like, lowers the tension so you can just keep on ramping up the tension and keep adding in darker things. It's like, if you, if you ever play, like, the Metal Gear Solid games, there are just constant jokes happening over and over again and, like, all the codec ca- calls, all the cutscenes and stuff, and that kind of reminds me of what's happening here because, uh, yeah, just incredibly dark stuff is contrasted with moments of really great levity. To branch off of that, bringing that up reminds me that during like the Eternity Devil hotel scene, that was just riddled with comedy, regardless of how serious the situation was. At first, it was just like, oh, we're trapped in here and we're just going to starve to death. So that's really bad, right? Yeah. But then the Eternity Devil's like, make a contract with me and kill Denji and give him to me and I'll let you guys go, which is pretty dark. And then they have like a huge argument, like, let's have a vote. And, you know, obviously, you know, some of the people voted no. You know, like, we're not going to kill Denji. <laughs> but power who's been Denji's partner since like her introduction is just like let's kill him <laughs> and <laughs> this is like not even in chronological but like before they even got proposed to kill Denji they were like all right what are we gonna do let's look for a way out and Denji's like I'm just gonna take a nap yeah a lot of people were just doing their own things was her name Kobani she was just having a panic attack she started trying to drink water out of the toilet bowl yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like she's turning into a dog or something, David. Yeah, as I said, this series has, like, all these crazy metaphors. Like, one thing I was talking about in the chat was I think that Denji, Power, and Aki represent the id, ego, and super ego. You know, Denji is just kind of this primordial, or this, like, inherent sense of just, like, wanting to fulfill needs. Power is somewhat like that, but with some restraint. And then Aki is the one that balances out, you know, being a functioning member of society with these needs to want to eat, to have sex, to have fun. And it's just so unique where I was like, wow, I can really apply Freudian psychology to a Shonen Jump battle manga. You think power has restraint? She has substantially more restraint than Denji does. In some aspects. I'm not saying that she's the super ego. I'm saying she's the ego while Denji is the id. That's fair. I think power's restraint is only really shown when Makima is around. Makima scares the living shit out of power. Which is interesting because everybody else reacts to Makima by just like, oh, I'm in love with her. Oh, she's so great. But power seems to be the only one who's like genuinely terrified of her. Which I guess makes sense if you're a devil that you'd be scared of one of the like most powerful devil hunters who could just, you know, 360 no scope him from across the map, you know? Honestly, I feel like I could talk forever about what I think Chainsaw Man does well. Like, I will say the brilliance of Denji is the main character. Denji does not generally give a shit about the danger that he's in, which allows us, the reader, to not feel like this intense sense of depression and like terror while reading because the guy we're following is Denji and he's just kind of like, if I die, I die, whatever. Yeah, Denji's a great main character. Uh, He can't read, but he can count really well because (laughs) at the very beginning he was like, all right, I got whatever amount of yen for killing this devil and then I paid this amount back for my debts and then I have to pay my water bill which was this amount that leaves me with like 10 bucks basically (laughs) that's not entirely true Denji can read one word and that is the word balls (laughs) because he's a dog (laughs) 
Jordan's like the power of this chat right now where he's like, I am so smart. I have seen that there is a dog metaphor in the series with the guy who fused with a dog. I mean, why do you think that uh, Power is my favorite character? Yeah, Jordan is a Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> co-host. We're going to get a Peabody for this episode. Fucking better. Wants to become the president so they can raise the tax by 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, can you go into a little bit of detail? I think we haven't actually explicitly said what Power's like genius idea that she needed to sacrifice Denji so she could tell the world about it was. <laughs> I think she was like, I want to, I'm going to keep it to myself so you don't steal it, right? I thought that was what that 100% tax idea was. She's going to use the Nobel Prize to become the prime minister. She's like, I'm going to use my, use this, uh, this idea to, to win the Nobel Prize. And I'm going to use my Nobel Prize to become the prime minister. And then I'm going to use the prime <laughs> minister job to raise taxes by 100%. She's like, I want to make people suffer by doing this. And I'm just like, you are such an interesting character power. It's so great. She wants to be the, the <laughs> prime minister of Japan, but she calls herself the first president. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I don't think you've gotten to that part yet, but she just she's fighting someone. She's like, you can't defeat me. I'm the first president, which didn't like make any sense as a title, but <laughs> just really shows you the kind of person power is. Like, it makes sense for her to say, but it makes no sense in any other way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot more. We could simp this series forever. All good things must come to a low point. So why don't we talk about the areas that Chainsaw Man does not flawlessly execute. James, what would you say is really the first thing that sticks out in your mind about an area that you would really like to see Chainsaw Man improve on? I know this probably isn't going to happen, but I really wish Chainsaw Man could clean up art a little bit. When it's downtime and they're like talking with one another, the art, it's fine. But during the action scenes, it's sometimes it's really hard to tell what's going on because the art is so gritty. And I hope to see Denji develop some more as a character because, you know, right now it's funny, like his character's funny, but if he just stays the same like this, it'll be like, a you're just a one note character and come on. Yeah. Top five is still good, but as the main character, <laughs> if you're not top three, in your own series and that's kind of telling that you're not like super duper good as a as a main character i would say that if it weren't for the fact that i love the characters who got above him like it's and i love the characters who scored below him too fair enough <laughs> that character pull is the most perfect chainsaw fandom moment of all time yeah but also i'm gonna fight back about the art i really like the art most of the time there are absolutely moments where i kind of wish fujimoto went back and redrew one or two things to make them a little bit more solid and stuff but generally I really like the sketchiness of the art I think it's very expressive I think it contributes its own identity to it because of that Chainsaw Man just straight up doesn't look like other guys and not only that but the compositions of each panel are fantastic the way this guy lays out a panel and just leads you across the page is just amazing I'm gonna have to disagree and I'm gonna go with James in that definitely I think the art has always stood out to me as a weak point I've talked about even like when this idea was a glint my eye that i was like chainsaw man is great the art it just has like a very rough look which yes i know fits into the themes of the series but it also means sometimes a lot of the fight scenes i genuinely didn't know what was going on because it was just so gritty and unpolished that's fair and it's just like, oh, I guess Denji won because the other guy is dead, but I really don't know how Denji just won that fight. Yeah. And coupled with what I would say is probably the second biggest flaw in the series, and James talked about it, is the pacing of the series. It's so tight, but that's the problem is it's a little too tight. There's no breathing room. They don't really get to delve into some elements for long periods of time, like really the rules of the world, how devils work stuff, because they're only telling you when it matters. So it makes it feel like there's a lot of questions that never get answered for long periods of time, that it just makes it difficult to really understand 
understand the rules of the world, which is a little disappointing because he definitely put some thought into things. Like when Denji has a fight with Katana Man on the subway, they have like an automated call saying, oh, there's been a devil sighting on the subway. You may have delays, which really showed he like thought about having a world where people know about the devils. But it still means like, as we talked about, we don't really fully understand how fiends work, how hybrids work, how the devil reincarnation cycle works, despite it being mentioned a lot. And, you know, even now, 95 chapters into the series, we still have absolutely zero idea really how hell as a concept functions. That's fair. Yeah, there's no downtime. You don't really get to learn about the characters as well until it's, like, important for the plot. Like, I understand to not dive into backstories until it's important. Like, uh, like they do it with One Piece all the time. Oh, Nami's backstory until Arlon Park. So, like, Power, you're just like, oh, here's Power. She cares about herself. That's cool. But then you don't know anything about her until it's like, oh, we're going to go save this random cat that she hasn't mentioned at all until this point. <laughs> and then, uh, what was her name? The one that... <sighs> The girl with the ghost devil and the eye patch. Him and When she died, they were giving like little hints about her um, and her relationship with Aki. But like basically up until the point where she died, we didn't really know too much about her. And also there is like a benefit to doing that kind of stuff. Like you do get that information. It's just kind of revealed on sort of a drip feed. So it's kind of easy to forget <laughs> by the most recent chapters. Uh, there's a lot of stuff where they, they bring it up about devils that I just totally forgot about. Yeah, and, and as I was saying before, like, this series, I think, over-rewards you for paying attention, because it's not like, oh, that's a really cool throwback. There are moments, like, especially in the last kind of few chapters, where they've really been like, hey, here are your rewards for paying attention, where I, as someone who's been reading this series for a long time, just forgot. Like, there's a scene with power that I didn't realize until I reread the series was literally just a redrawing of a scene that happened before, and I just really didn't understand why that scene was in there before I realized, oh, it's supposed to be a reference to this, like, flashback that power had in chapter, like, eight. Yeah. And I think, Jordan, you know what scene I'm thinking of. I do. And there's um, there's a couple other scenes like that that I didn't really understand the full impact of until I did this reread. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, dumpster. Yeah. Dumpsters are very important to this series. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I wish the series was a garbage fire. It would have been such a fitting way to insult it, but alas. It's a garbage fire in a cool way. It's like really cool garbage. It's a garbage fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're going to call it garbage fireworks. There's your, <laughs> there's your two word summary. <laughs> and then another thing I would say is just this series really has a learning curve to like enjoying it. I've introduced people to it and they've been like, eh, it's okay for the first volume. Just I think elements like Denji simping for Makama just until you really learn the importance of that being an element of a character it just seems like character flaws that are just really annoying and stuff like the art and just the brutality of the series it's just i actually wouldn't be surprised why it's taking so long to get an anime adoption because the series really just has a limit to the kinds of people that will really enjoy and appreciate the series but that's the thing is i don't know what they could change to reduce those issues yeah because the thing is like all those things that serve as barriers wind up becoming very rewarding as you continue along the series it's just initially yeah like they don't immediately grab you and maybe initially off-putting i totally agree now that we've kind of talked about weaknesses, why don't we transition into really talking about where we're hoping the series will go moving forward? James, your speculation will like not be influenced by what we know in the future. What would you say you would really hope to see in Chainsaw Man moving forward from the point where you are now? The devil designs are like some of the strongest points. I hope to see a lot of a lot more interesting designs. I know you guys already mentioned the Darkness Devil, and you know I haven't seen it for myself, but from the description, it sounds kick-ass, right? <laughs> and I hope that they develop Denji some more. Power's good, but I'm glad. 
glad to hear that she'll probably develop some more. I definitely just want to see like more development out of our main cast. Oh, I forgot to mention this in like things that it uh, does poorly. There's not a good sense of time, like how much time is going by in the series. So when we say that Aki only has like a year and some months left, I don't know how long that is relative to the chapters. Yeah. So I hope that they had a more clear sense of time because, you know, Aki's obviously on a timer. So it would be nice to know like, oh, you're running out. You're getting close. Like I'll, I'll build the tension. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I think that if they just keep doing what he's doing and just keep coming out with more ridiculous designs, I know some things that are going to happen, but I hope they delve further into why they want Denji's heart specifically when there are other hybrids. And I hope Kobani and Makima, I hope they get their mysterious veils get drawn back a little bit so we can see what they have because i don't know what kobani's powers are but it seems like it's like based on stealth or something because she just sort of appears sometimes so without spoiling anything my guess has been that she's like with the luck devil because she just keeps surviving things that no one normally would have been able to survive just through pure chance this is not something that's like been answered and i'm acting like an asshole like that that's like a legitimate guess devils are based on fear and who's scared of luck that's so that's so interesting I don't know, who was afraid of sea cucumbers enough to materialize a devil? Well, the sea cucumbers in anime are kind of... Uh, <laughs> uh. Fair, fair. <laughs> James, a lot of the issues you discussed definitely get picked up on improved and uh, dealt with. And really just the main things is just, it'd be great if the art was just a little bit better. You know, he's does these really great splash pages, but the nitty gritties of the fights are very hard to follow sometimes, even still. And just continue showing more of the world. Like, we still know so little about the rules of how things work, even with another year of material under our belt that to be honest, it's a little frustrating now at this point that we just know so little about how things, some vital things work. Yeah. Because here's the thing. My favorite moments in this series have not occurred yet. We're not even talking about the best chapters of Chainsaw. No, we're not. The funniest scene in this series doesn't happen for like in our 50 chapters. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. For the like the six people I'll get both references that there we go. Because uh, we had some feedback saying, oh, David, say more dumb shit during the episode instead of being tight. So that one's for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> zip it up and zip it out you don't have to listen to every bit of criticism david <laughs> i know but it was a fair point <laughs> so let's move on though to the miscellaneous thoughts i really want to talk about and this is completely spoiler free this is peak chainsaw man fandom where chainsaw man like two months ago had the official popularity poll and you know all the usuals were there power was number one makama was number two number three was a character that hasn't shown up yet but she will and she's great i sent for her rize <laughs> but number seven was not a character but rather it was kobani's car which plays an important <laughs> role in a future arc involving power driving the car and here is the thing that was Peak Chainsaw Man. Not only was Kobani's car number seven on that list, Kobani herself was number eight. And so almost 10,000 people filled out a Chainsaw Man character poll and wrote in Kobani's car is my favorite character in Chainsaw Man. And so in the official like splash page art with all of the top 11 characters, you have everyone around like hanging out and just in the background, you see a fucking car with seventh place over it. <laughs> and Kobani with number eight is just looking at it. Like yeah, she's just looking at her own <laughs> car, beating her in the popularity poll. 
It's fucking great. To be fair, you know, the cowardice characters tend to be a little bit lower on the popularity polls. This man stands Usopp, so. Usopp's cool. I love Kobani. Usopp is great. It sucks that he doesn't do too much in post-time skip, but, you know, that, that can be said about a lot of the straw hats in post-time skip. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into One Piece discussion in actually just a few minutes, so hold that thought, good sir. The other, like, major thing that we just haven't discussed at all is I just want to also say that in Shonen Jump, the offers actually have weekly comments to go with the chapter, and Fujimoto by far has the best offer comments of all time. I think there's two that stick out to me. I'll say my second favorite first my second favorite was he said i want you guys to know that my three favorite numbers are like 4 18 and 857 thank you (laughs) that's so random yeah it was that's it that's all and he said thank you And I was like, that's so perfect. And my favorite one, though, was Shonen Jump had all the authors, like, talk about how they've been dealing with Corona. And, like, Oda was like, oh, you know, it's hard. You know, you got to take care of your friends and, like, be careful. And people, like, wash your hands and stuff. And Fujimoto ignores the question and just says, I want you guys to know Domino's is doing buy one, get one free with three extra toppings. And I very highly recommend you all make use of this. (laughs) The shameless Domino's plug. Dude, he is the most Chad manga writer of all time. If the Chainsaw Man anime gets, like, an endorsement deal from Domino's, I will lose my shit. Domino's Japan is delicious. I had, like, that corn pizza. It was pretty good, actually. I had the shrimp one. You know, I obviously couldn't read the menu, so I was just pointing. I was like, yeah, let me get this, and let me get this. And uh, it was all fantastic. Jordan, what was your favorite when you went to Japan and had Domino's? Oh, yeah, all those times I've been to Japan. Yeah, Jordan hasn't gone to Japan, so we can bully him. The Italian pizza was probably a lot better than American pizza, I can tell you that. Actually, Italian food is the most popular non-Japanese food in Japan. Judging from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, that makes sense. I was looking at, like, a food guide to Tokyo, and it lists, like, sushi and, like, um, some other Japan. And then the only one that was on the front page of, like, restaurants was Italian food. You know what, man? If you're gonna have one foreign food, that's a pretty good foreign food to pick. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then moving on, did you guys have any miscellaneous thoughts you wanted to discuss? I love the, like, timeliness of this. It's it's essentially a uh, a manga about debt and the way that society, like, forces you to hurt yourself in order to just get the absolute most bare minimum necessities. Like, Denji engages in, like, horrific, like, battles and fights and stuff like that just to live in a shared apartment with, like, regular food every day. Yeah. And I think that that is, unfortunately, uh, something that a lot of people can relate to right now. This is like the perfect series to be running during corona right now so that's a lot of really great miscellaneous thoughts there's definitely a treasure trove of more things we can discuss but unfortunately we can't make a three-hour episode on chainsaw man as much as we'd like so let's move on to the final verdict let's start things off with the six word summary jordan you did yours right yeah a breathtaking work of artistic genius damn you cannot simp this series harder i love it (laughs) how about you james gory version of nickelodeon's cat dog <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> nice! Jordan, he's got you beat. Yeah. I really wish I could just say garbage fireworks because that is such a great way to describe the series, but that's not six words, unfortunately. So I am going to say Puchita says, colon, fucking read Chainsaw Man. Because you're not going to say no, he's just so cute. Yeah, my alternate six word summary was Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, read it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would say that I think all of us would definitely say you should read this series unquestionably. So since we can't really compare Chainsaw Man to Chainsaw Man, 
end like we normally do, I'm actually going to have us change the conversation a little bit just this once and say, is Chainsaw Man the best series currently running in Shonen Jump? And I would say probably, you guys feel free to disagree, it's number one competition for this is the legendary One Piece. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this for the past week, and this is a very difficult comparison. It feels like you're going up to somebody and being like, so what's the best sci-fi series? All of Star Trek or the first Matrix movie? I actually had a very similar thought. Because the thing about One Piece is that it has been consistently great for over 20 years, and the world is so massive and interconnecting, but Chainsaw Man is a lot smaller, and I think the things it does well are like so incredible, and it's so timely, It's it feels very poignant to read. It's just a very different kind of beast. How about you, James? What do you think? Chainsaw Man, while it is fantastic and it is great, there's almost no world building, which is like one of the, the really big strong points for One Piece. A lot of likable characters, but there's too many weaknesses in my eyes, like the grittiness of the art, where you can't tell what's going on. There's no sense of time. I think that's good, but I don't think it can really compare to the Goliath that's One Piece. Okay, well then I'll just say Chainsaw Man's better than One Piece. BAM! That's not true. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree. I was going to say the same thing, where it's just you can't really compare a sub-100 chapter series to, you know, a juggernaut. One Piece has an entire world. Like, Oda doesn't even have to force stories to go on anymore. They just happen because he set so many events in motion, like the current Wano arc. Oda just really is just kind of knocking down some pieces he had already set up. While Chainsaw Man, really, it's just designed to have a story, and then that world is just never going to really need to exist after Denji's story has its whole. Well, in contrast, One Piece, you could tell another thousand chapter story about someone that doesn't ever interact with anyone we've met in One Piece. Absolutely. What this really reminds me of is um, Time Paradox Ghostwriter. Uh, they were talking about, oh, the manga that like the whole world loves and everybody everywhere enjoys and reads. I feel like that's One Piece, mm-hmm. but the manga they were talking about where it's like, it's smaller but more personal and may not appeal to everybody, but to those people it will be incredibly important. That's Chainsaw. I feel like One Piece is an excellent execution of shonen manga, just as a medium. It's like the gold standard of shown in manga. It does it as perfectly as you can while still having its own personality. And then Chainsaw Man is just like its own thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have anything else? Go read Chainsaw Man. Yes. Everybody should read <laughs> Chainsaw Man. All right. So let's just turn things to shout outs. I want to give props to Jordan for making the theme song you heard at the start of this episode. I also want to give props to Aaliyah for making this episode's cover art and Nigel Francis for being our generous art benefactor. I also want to thank Tucker for our pronunciation help. He got a bit of a break this week, which is awesome, especially when we have characters named Power and Beam. And I also want to thank most of all you, James, for taking the time to be on our show today. Is there anything you'd like to tell the audience? Yeah. Support your local libraries. And uh, I do cosplay, but it dead because of Corona. Aww. Who do you cosplay? I do a lot of Usopp. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I do other characters. The one that I put the most work into was uh, I did Ainzul Gown or uh, Katsukan that was mostly entirely 3D printed. So that was uh, a joy. But yeah, I-, I do so many characters. It's just a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And I would also like to thank David for consistently editing these uh, for consistently editing these podcasts. He does a great job. Like, honestly, the reason why you like this podcast is because he cuts it down. Yeah, thanks, David. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the words. It's a lot of fun editing. It's a lot of fun doing the show. I appreciate it. And you, of course, Jordan, for being being an awesome co-host oh even if your opinions are wrong a lot and you bully me sometimes <laughs> <laughs> all right and then i really want to thank everyone who shared our previous episode on time paradox ghostwriter in particular great big sword shift reset mech anime review and anime research group we also had our first negative review on itunes which is really <laughs> exciting 
And then I just want to finally do some general shout outs. I'm going to play some promos here for a few things. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Owl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. And a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Do you like time travel? Movies? Video games? Comics? Sci-fi? Cartoons? Or how about action figures? Well, so do we. Every episode, we pick a topic from the geekosphere and have a little chat about it. So if you've been waiting for a groundbreaking podcast that does all of this and more, you might have what it takes to be a Geek Explorer now. Come join us every other Tuesday for a fresh installment of Geek Exploration, the podcast. You can find us at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any reputable podcatcher likely a few unreputable ones. I also want to say that the Glee Exploration podcast is doing a really awesome Kickstarter for a comic book series, so I will put a link to that in the description below. I believe there's like five days left on the Kickstarter by the time you're listening to this episode, so go check it out. And then I also wanted to give a shout out to the DJ Quill podcast. It's three dads living their dad lives and making a comedy podcast about it. Listen to it anywhere you get your podcast, and you can find them at Twitter at DJ Quill. That's two D's in the front, so DDA Quill. And then finally, another podcast I want to give a shout out to is the Animated Gamers podcast. Podcast. Three longtime geeks ranting and raving about all things pop culture. If you enjoy what they're posting, consider following them and sharing their episodes with your friends. That is the Gamers Animated Podcast, and I'll put a link to them in the description below. And finally, I want to give a shout out to someone on the New York City Discord who really took a lot of time listening to our podcast and giving us some feedback. We definitely have made some changes, and then also reminding us that I keep saying the word manga wrong. So now we're back better than ever and pronouncing the core tenet of our series instead of mispronouncing it as we have for the last 14 episodes. I will still call it manga. It's okay, Jern. Just one more thing you're wrong about. I guess so. Some uncultured swine over here. Absolutely. That's <laughs> yeah. what I am. If any of you listeners have any feedback, always appreciate it. Please feel free to tweet us or email us. Our emails in the description of every episode. It really does help us make a better show. In particular, in our piece of feedback we got is people asking for more recommendation episodes. So we will be trying to make one in the new year. My gut is saying we're going to do it on the series Kaiju number eight. We talked about it a little bit in the previous episode, and it's really a series that I think is going to become really big, and it definitely is in our shonen series that really plays with a lot of the tropes like for instance the main character is 32 years old which is way above the teens to early 20s age range and that alone really adds a very interesting spin to how you handle when you know you got a main character that has to worry about his knees and back Jordan, did you have anything you wanted to add to the shoutouts? So I was recently on an episode of the podcast, We Get Dubbed, talking about a ridiculous 80s anime called MD Geist. It was a lot of fun. It's a very New Yorkian podcast. You can find it by just looking up We Get Dubbed on your podcatcher of choice. I- Thank you so much for joining us. You can find Shonen Flop on Facebook, Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcast. This has been David. This has been Jordan. And this has been James. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers.